and if you skip a day here or there, you know, it's not the end of the world, but what if you, you better- what if you skipped your 20s and your 30s? <laughs> <laughs> It's never too late. For, it's never too oh, late to turn good. the clock on foot care. That's good. <laughs> and I would argue it's definitely more important the older we get to okay, take care of our enough. feet. This is the Self-Care Mission Podcast, where I explore all the ways in which we can better show up for ourselves. Today, I'm joined by Andrea Lipomi. Andrea is a true triple threat. Not only is she a licensed massage therapist, she's a licensed esthetician and a licensed nail technician. Her practice, Fetish Spa, is located in Las Vegas. Today we get really granular on nails, calluses, cuticles, and all the rest, and all the tools and products you might consider to take better care of your feet. This is something I know that I really need, and I hope that you get something out of it too. All right, on to Andrea. Andrea, thank you so much for being on the self-care mission. Thanks for having me, Nick. It's great to be here. We've started recording now. The podcast has begun. So so you and I know each other through the massage world. Right. And this, this self-care mission, as listeners may know, is sort of a spin-off of my work as a massage therapist. You are a fellow massage therapist in the state I of Nova- in Nevada, in lots, amongst other things. I believe we counted, you were on my other podcast, and I believe we counted, you were up to a triple, quadruple threat with massage and nails. What's the official term for, for working on nails and such? Uh, a nail tech, a nail, nail te- technician. Oh. Oh, or okay. in my case, because I don't do manicures, I call myself a pedicurist. Oh, cause you don't, you're like, I don't, hands out of here. I love feet too much. <laughs> I love that. And, and then uh, aesthetics as well. You're trained in that as well. Correct. Yeah. So I, but I really wanted you on to talk because I feel like because you're the owner of Fetish Spa that like we got to talk about feet in particular, just because a big part of the self-care mission is examining all the ways in which we, we can show up for ourselves and all the things we can do and just getting really granular about, about different uh, categories of uh, options for self-care. And I certainly neglect my own feet. So I'm excited to talk to you about uh, those things later. But if you could start maybe by giving us a little bit of an idea about the ways in which you show up for yourself in your own life, anything you're willing to share, you don't have to get super personal, but whatever, I would love to hear anything you, I just think like the more we can hear about it from each other, the more ideas we can have. And then we can say, oh, I want to try that one. Oh, that doesn't work for me. But I just like to create these conversations. So what's in your self-care toolkit right now? I've, I've got a few tools in my self-care toolkit right now, Nick. And, and let me say, I appreciate open, honest communication about pretty much every topic under the sun. So thank you for um, your willingness and your openness uh, regarding, you know, full disclosure and, and, and open conversation about this. Yeah. Um, so, well, after this, I am going to drive down to my friend's um, cosmetology school. She has a very, she's a student and she loves doing pedicures. So I'm going to go get a student pedicure at the cosmetology school. And if you know me, you know, like safety and hygiene are very important to me. So I, I had her send me text or text me pictures of the pedicure setup at the school yesterday. 
So just so I could feel, you know, that yeah. the school was being responsible with uh, COVID precautions and everything. Mm. But so, you know, making time for myself um, is important. I've started to get, again, safe, responsible massages again, every, um, I'd say every month I'm, I'm making it a point to get one. Mm -hmm. Uh, that is so important for us. And I've been, I've been trying myself. I keep like missing out on, I actually have an appointment now for massage for myself, which is good because Monday, Tuesday, I did five 90 minute sessions in a row. Wow. Oh, I I am. Well, I'm happy that you're busy, but I'm also happy that you've made time (laughs) to get a massage. Um, And sometimes just making that first step to actually like book online or call to make an appointment. Sometimes it's just getting over that mental blockage of giving yourself permission to take that first step, even though it takes 90 seconds to make the call. Um, Sometimes that's the hardest thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad you have your appointment. I'm glad I have my appointment. Yes. And uh, speaking of time, that's another thing. So time, I am realizing now how important time management is um, with regards to stress management and self-care. And I think it took COVID and like the new cleaning procedures that we all have to be mindful of for Mm. me to appreciate like time allocation as much as I currently appreciate it. Yeah. Because cleaning takes three times as long as it used to. And I'm thinking you you always had a full hour between your clients, if I remember correctly. Correct. You're right. I used to have half an hour. Now I'm at a full hour and I feel like that's just enough for me to like get, get everything ready and to feel like, okay, I can like ground myself before the next round. It's so true. And now instead of like going to a local restaurant, within walking distance to like order lunch and get it and eat it. Now I'm like, oh, here's a star kiss tuna salad packet. Let me eat this while my, <laughs> while my disinfectant is drying in my yeah. treatment room. <laughs> yeah. So, but, um, but it is interesting how going through all this stuff, you know. Um, but as far as time management goes, are you trying to be like, all right, in between these two clients, I not only do I have to disinfect, but I have to call about the, I have to call my accountant and schedule this appointment. Are you like have all these things you're trying to check off throughout the day as well? Yes. I'm like, oh yeah. good. I have enough time right now to uh, return this email or something yeah. like that. Exactly. Um, but all that being said, how it relates to self-care is now I'm, I'm recognizing that mentally, if I wake up, so I'm, I reduced my schedule to four shifts a week down from six. Pre-COVID, it was six days a week and I was getting burnt out. Mm-hmm. So self-care wise, that was a terrible idea, but it's what I was doing because it, I felt like it was what I could do uh, short term to kind of like build my business up because I switched locations. Mm. And, and then I realized, oh my God, with all of this extra cleaning and stress, I'm not going to be able to sustain six days a week. Let's, and also reduced client load. I mean, with, with Vegas not having any conventions scheduled until at least next year and with our tourist traffic down significantly, um, I don't have to be open six days anymore because my, my personal client load is lower than it was pre-COVID. Yeah, it makes sense. Right. So I'm like, okay, if I just can condense everything into four days a week, that'll give me three days off to recover or take care of other things away from my office, which has been 
tremendously helpful. I don't, I can't convey in words how helpful that has been just to have three days off in a row. Um, and I, I'm guessing a lot of your listeners are probably feeling <laughs> burnt out for similar reasons. Yeah. Um, that may be something worth considering. Maybe work a few extra hours or open your schedule up a few extra hours, but for fewer days in the week. Mm -hmm. um, so you have those full days in a row to recover mentally and physically. Um, that has been key. And another time management thing that uh, I've noticed has been if I wake up in the morning on my work days with just enough time to throw my laundry in a bin and just drive down to my office and like, you know, eat a kind bar in the car. Um, I'm, my energy is depleted all day because I feel like I'm just living to serve other people and I'm not doing anything to nourish my own spirit that day. Uh, because I know by the time I come home after that long shift, I'm just going to be exhausted and it's going to be like four days in a row of that. So now I, I'm very um, mindful to get up an hour earlier on those days, even though my work days are long. It feeds my spirit because I'm getting up early and I'm doing mm -hmm. something for myself in that hour before I do anything for anyone else. So that can mean I get up early enough to, um, like I have a massage chair in my, like, you know, a robotic massage chair yeah. <laughs> in my bedroom. So if I get up early enough, to sit in the massage chair for a cycle or two. I can check emails while I'm sitting there, but I still know that that's something I am consciously doing for myself. Or even if it's getting up early enough to cook myself, you know, a yummy breakfast of eggs and toast with real butter on it, that's still something that feeds my spirit. And I'm consciously taking the time to do that for myself, not for anyone else, for myself before I drive to work and then do things for other people for yeah. 10 hours straight or whatever it is. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. What about, so it sounds like you're on a, on a pretty positive path right now these days. Has it, have you always found yourself there? Are there times when you steer away from the, lose track of the, the positive self-care things and what might that look like? Absolutely. Well, to tie it into what we were just discussing, if I don't make the effort and it is effort right to like reprogram ourselves so that mm -hmm. we aren't just doing for others all the time if I don't make the effort to do something selfish for myself yeah quote unquote selfish right right quote unquote selfish yeah. and and that's bad news and I and when I was you know grinding it out six days a week pre-covid I was I was heading toward burnout because I wasn't doing that stuff um and to uh I'm just going to say this too, in, with regard to taking that initiative to make an appointment and how sometimes that is the hardest thing. And we put that off for weeks, if not months, if not years sometimes. Um, I, I just recently last week uh, made an appointment with my doctor to talk about maybe uh, getting some an anti-anxiety uh, mm. prescription, which is would be a newish thing for me. I haven't been on medication for my obsessive compulsive disorder since mm. I was in my late teens. Okay. And this is something that I feel like I'm at a point now where I should probably be managing uh, that a little more proactively. So, um, but for me, 
yeah, go so ahead. that so I feel like our culture throws OCD around a lot, but not in a not in a like a clinical way. It's sort of a like in a joking way, like oh, you like to be organized. You're OCD, like. But so right. what what is the what does that really look like for you? Sure. So I definitely want to recognize that you can have obsessive compulsive personality traits without being clinically diagnosed as having obsessive compulsive disorder. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where some confusion comes from. Um, and as long as people are, you know, res respectful about it, mm -hmm. it really, it doesn't like cut me to my core when somebody makes a joke or makes light of OCD. I think there's at its core, I think, uh, people just confuse the two that you can yeah. have obsessive compulsive personality traits, but that's different than obsessive compulsive disorder or OCD. Right, right. Um, so for me, my OCD is called pure O where basically the obsessions are the compulsions. So even though I have some obsessive compulsive personality traits, like for example, how thorough I like to be when I do a pedicure and if it's not to my level of, um, satisfaction, then I feel, you know, I just, I feel like I could have or should have done a better job, you know, or something like that. Or like, I like to make sure my, my door is locked at my office before I go home, but that's more something for like my peace of mind. So those are like my personal or my um, obsessive compulsive personality traits, mm -hmm. but I have pure O, which is my obsessive compulsive disorder, which is uh, ruminating about things. So it's not, it's not me having turn having to turn a water faucet on 10 times mm -hmm. or something like that it's it's there's not a physical manifestation of the compulsions it's where the obsessions basically are the compulsion so it's all in my head so i can walk around i'm highly functional like i can walk around and nobody has any idea yeah but i could have been on an ocd in my head i could be on an ocd bender that's been going on for 2 weeks wow. where i'm ruminating about something whether it's, it's and it's and it's hyper focused about one thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's usually a, a worry or a concern that could have roots in you know the real world around us, or it could be something that's like maybe maybe it's based on like one percent of the real world, but um, but it's ninety nine percent like highly unlikely that this thing would ever come to pass, or that this thing mm. really like you know, could exist in the real world. It's kind of like when people like, um, you may have heard stories about somebody who's, uh, they're driving their car and they, they swear that they hit somebody and they didn't see anybody on the road. You know, if like somebody looking from the outside in would, you know, know that if you actually hit somebody, you would, you would know it, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> there would be a loud noise and a yeah, bump yeah. and you would have seen a person. But, um, but for somebody with obsessive compulsive disorder, you know, they are convinced. So there's a, you know, kernel of reality. Yes. In this world, you could have hit somebody with your car, but the evidence isn't there that you actually did. But in your mind, you worry that maybe you did. Mm. Um, and that's just, that's an example, I think, that I got from watching a TV show about a obsessive compulsive <laughs> disorder a long time ago. Yeah. It's not exactly my, my uh, story, but I feel like that's a good example of yeah. pure O. So, yeah, well, I feel like I, I heard recently that there are, like, during COVID, um, medicating for anxiety has gone up. 
and not in like a, not in like we don't know what else to do to cope, but in like in a in a realistic sort of practical way. It's in a healthy, you know, like with the work of doctors, I heard that it's becoming more common to help people cope with being home all the time and the stress and anxiety of, yeah. So I, I don't know, was it, do you feel like it was this, this strange time we're living in that, that caused the rise in, in your OCD or is it not related? Um, I have to believe that the circumstances had something to do right. with my willingness at this point to make that phone call and make that appointment. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's not like my OCD was, you know, like laying dormant for 20 something years. And yeah. then all and of a sudden COVID yeah. was like, Hey, guess what? You still have OCD. Um, <laughs> it was more like, you know what it was? I was, I was managing my OCD. And when I say managing, that's, that could be like anywhere on a spectrum, right? It could be like managing you're able to get out of bed and go to work and nobody knows that you're dealing with this hellish anxiety disorder to, yeah. um, you know, managing like, oh, you know, I've gone three months without going on an OCD bender in my head. Um, you know, there's, there's like a spectrum for it. Um, I was able to manage my OCD without uh, the aid of medication, you know, this, long and I think being career driven and, and going back to school for all these things and just constantly pushing myself to like I'll just say achieve I mean <laughs> I don't really yeah. know what other word to use but um to be goal oriented like that kept me going and helped me to like power through the OCD but at the end of the day I realized in the silence of COVID lockdown that and there's nothing wrong with being driven and motivated and to, you know, to keep pushing yourself to, um, with goals. But that was also distracting me. Mm -hmm. Those, all of those things were distractions. And I never had the silence of like forced, forced silence in lockdown mm -hmm. to really look that stuff in the eyes and not have any other distractions there to pull my attention from yeah. it. Like, oh, that's, wow, that's uncomfortable. That's traumatizing. Oh, but wait, I got to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, well, good luck with that, that new sort of avenue that you're on. Thank you. I appreciate you will, it. To hear how that, how that moves along. And so, so we were just speaking about maybe ways in which you have sort of steered away from the path from, for yourself, but I know you've worked with, you work with clients a lot. So, and you're, I'm assuming like I do, you speak to them about their self-care. A big right. thing for me is feeling a little bit hypocritical because I tell them to foam roll and I tell them to do like self-care, soft tissue work and stretches. And then I turn around and do none of those things for myself, despite knowing all too well how much better I feel when I do them. So how do you advise clients to be consistent in taking care of themselves? Is there anything you say that you find works for people or to get them back on track, or do you just chalk it up to, I don't know, <laughs> good luck? I'm definitely um, always willing to give free advice when it comes to, for example, you know, foot care, since that's 
what we're talking about today. Yeah. Um, I'm because taking care of your feet at home is really crucial. I mean, you can come in and see me every month and a lot of people do. And I encourage that uh, definitely. And when people ask, oh, how often should I come in for a pedicure? My answer is, well, most of my regulars come in every three to four weeks. So if that seems like a good schedule for you, you know, please, please do that. Um, but encouraging them to do things at home and even giving them a tool that cost me, you know, less than a dollar, um, like a nail file or something they can use on their calluses or, you know, some foot cream or something like that, if I feel they'll benefit it, benefit from it, if I can remove that barrier and make life easier and say, here, I have made this decision for you. I know that this product is going to help you. Mm -hmm. It's not going to magically do it. You're going to have to use it, but here's how you can spend 10 seconds in the morning or at night making, you know, an exponential improvement on how you feel about your feet. Yeah. You know, it makes sense. Make it easy for them. So they don't have an excuse of like, Oh, I haven't made it to the, the drugstore to pick up that nail file you told me about yet. You're just like, here right. it is. Yeah. Right. Or, That's Oh, I, I forgot. I forgot which one you said, wait, which, which, which grit should I get? You know, which, <laughs> which foot cream did you have again? Um, because they don't live in my world where I'm, you know, um, consumed with, Oh, I love this foot cream. You know, yeah. <laughs> to them they're like, eh, foot cream is foot cream, right? <laughs> okay, so feet, feet, feet. Let's talk about feet. First of all, people have a lot of strong feelings about feet. Do you find what do you find like when people learn what you do? Are they more like, oh, you touch feet all day? Or are they more like, oh, let's talk about that? Like, or is it 50-50? Where does that where do people come down on there? It's so interesting that you ask. It's it's much more people are fascinated and appreci appreciative of my uh, dedication to foot care. Yeah. I, I get very few people. In fact, I can't remember the last time someone has said to me, ew, feet, you touch feet. What's that like? It, it's, it's been a long time. Okay. That's <laughs> yeah. encouraging. Yeah. 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 So I, I my, wanna, my enthusiasm is is uh, contagious. Well, people yeah. <laughs> should we'll link we'll link to everything, of course. But people should look at your Instagram feed because you're always putting up pictures of great pedicure. I assume they they're you and your clients that are in the feed, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'll I'll say I'll always say if it's me or, or somebody else. But yeah. If it's it's always if it's somebody else, it's always my work on their feet. Yeah. My, now, I have two uh, young boys, and they actually enjoy uh, pedicures, going, doing that with their mom. Or doing oh, like, awesome. well, not right now, obviously, because it's not worth taking kids into those places. But um, w they'll do it at home. They'll have like foot parties. That is so awesome. Sweet thing. They, like, they like having the color, and it's cute. Yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah. And I'm so glad you're saying that, too. And I'm glad that, that um, you and their mom are both encouraging of that because I actually have uh, male clients who come in to see me. And my, it's interesting. I'm about 40% male clients, about 60% mm -hmm. female. And, um, uh, and, I, and I say that with the knowledge that uh, there's a, a, a group of my clients as well that are like non-binary. So okay. <laughs> like, 
just to make just to put it out there that it's uh, an inclusive situation um but it is so people are surprised when i say that about 40 percent of my clientele is male and I think they'd be even more surprised to hear, and this doesn't come up that often, and maybe I should talk more about it, that it's not the majority of my male clients, but I definitely have a percentage of them that get polished and that like fun. Oh, I was just going to ask you that. So of the 40% that are male, is it 50% of the 40 that are getting color and fun decals and designs? No, definitely not. It's. Yeah. I'm going to say it's probably between 10 and 20 percent yeah mm -hmm. I was like to I would get color in like the winter because then it was just kind of like just for me sure and I, That's awesome. I mean I would do it now like I what I don't care like <laughs> right yeah I don't need to be like self-conscious about the, the fact that I have colorful toenails I don't know but no it's fantastic yeah, I always liked it <laughs> but normally I would just get I don't know what do you call it clear or something yeah, like yeah. just yeah, like a clear coat or um, yeah. buffing, buffing to a matte or a shine uh, finish is really popular with yeah. men's pedicures too. Makes sense. Okay, so we're talking minimum basic foot care. Now, since we're both massage therapists, maybe we should start with like, do you recommend just as like that like healthy feet? I I would like myself to do this, and I would like to see all people do this to get like a lacrosse ball and a golf ball if you enjoy pain to roll your feet out every day. That is just, great advice. That just is as like a, just as to, to push back against the world. <laughs> like the, the world is pushing on your feet all day. Let's like treat our feet. And I just feel like it would just, you just, your life would be better if we all showed up to roll our feet around on something, on some kind of hard ball every day. I think that's a great idea. And my, my preferred method for massaging my own feet is when I want to give my thumbs a break. So I, I'm not as much of a, I appreciate the, the ball method. I'm not so much a ball person though. I, uh, I have a lot of trigger points in my arches. So mm -hmm. I need like some, and I'm like a size seven. So my feet are a little smaller. So for, for trigger point treatment, I like, um, oh, any of those, but like those T bars with the rubber tip, you okay. know what I mean? They're is this for a massage like, tool. It's like yes, it's the, the yeah. massage tool. Like it's maybe used for like neuromuscular therapy and that sort of thing. You can get them from massage warehouse. I think that's where I got mine. Um, but yeah, like is it, the wait, is it? Sorry, I'm gonna we're gonna like we're gonna create like a a foot self care toolkit and link to it. So like it's oh good it's, yeah. You think it's called like a T bar? Like I'm gonna well, maybe you can help me find one later, but. Sure. I would, I, you know what? I have my stairs. I didn't think is to it, bring no, it that's down okay. Here. Is it specifically a foot massage tool or is it for other stuff too? No, it's for, uh, other things. It's for okay. trigger point therapy. Oh, I see. Trigger. Okay. Yeah. In fact, it's probably used less on feet than it is on many other body parts, but I just love how it gets into the arch and with sustained pressure, mm -hmm. it just gets all those archy trigger points to yeah. release. Great. Oh, that's amazing. So all, all of that to say, like, some kind of soft tissue work on your own feet, some sort of practice would be a nice addition to people's lives in general. So absolutely. from, from your perspective, uh, nail care and, I guess, skin care of the foot, um, I will be 100% honest with you. I have 
no routine around this, and I never have. In fact, I don't, I, if you were to ask me like the proper way to cut your toenails, I would not have a reasonable answer for you. I'd be like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know until they don't look horrendous. I don't <laughs> well, you're doing better so than some people. If you could maybe start there for me. Cause I, I also want to like, uh, you know, like mostly the boy's mom cuts their toe, toenails, but I, I had to, to, to help them out recently. And I was like, I don't know about this. I don't know if I'm doing this right. So uh, what what is the answer to that? What how what are you supposed to go straight across? Are you supposed to like go like, with the curve of the toe? What's the answer? Is there an answer? There are many answers, and I a see. lot of it is based on personal preference. Some people like that squared off look. Some people like it to be rounded. Um, if somebody has the tendency to get ingrown, like for example, having ingrowns on your big toes is unfortunately a pretty common occurrence that's where the it, like it sort of cur starts to curve back into your nail bed kind it of it can it can be that or it can be that the skin on the corners of the nail um maybe grows over so if your nails I think, I think get that's what too... i have yeah okay i'm well, always having to like can... pry up we're gonna get really like really that's okay we're talking i always about have to like stuff. pry pry up the nail at the edge of the the big toe in particular and kind of like get the nail clipper underneath that and then I, yeah, does that right. make sense? So, yeah, to yeah, it totally does. And so it sounds like, yeah, maybe you are prone to ingrowns. And if you let it go too long, like maybe they get a little bit pink and a little painful when you're wearing yeah. shoes sometimes. Yeah, or if yep. your socks are too tight. Mm -hmm. um, so there are a few things you can do for that that are really easy. Um, you can, if you have some, I'm gonna say nippers are a good tool for that. Let me, I do have those here. Um, okay. So I have like, these are, cuticle nippers so if you're listening to the audio you can check out the video and we'll also link to every tool cuticle nipper okay cuticle nippers um these is are that the actual term yes okay. <laughs> these are made by Tweezerman, which anybody can get them you don't have to have a license to get Tweezerman products um but Tweezerman is my preferred brand for most of my stainless steel tools and okay if not i'll let you know are they are they like professionally priced or are they still reasonable um you can get these for anywhere from i'm gonna say 15 to 25 dollars okay. at ulta or on amazon but worth they it last a long time because oh my the, God, so the but that same tool that you have you could probably also find it for like 3.99 but better to go better to go with this absolutely because yeah. like many of us i have purchased just the 399 version at you know Ross or TJ Maxx yeah and used it once uh used um a sanitizing solution on it and then the next day I look at it and it's just like a rusty thing that doesn't even ah. work anymore okay so okay so now like please I'm so sorry I'm like <laughs> excited fine. I'm excited to know <laughs> what do I do with this tool what is it for Okay, so, well, cuticle nippers are obviously used to trim the cuticle after you push them back, and we can get into that in a minute. But, sure. um, but regarding ingrowns, you can use something like a cuticle nipper to angle the corners of the nail. So, like, where you kind of have that 90-degree uh, angle at the corner of your nail where it's pointy and maybe it's causing ingrowns. Mm -hmm. If you gently and carefully use a tool such as cuticle nippers to kind of get in there and just angle it so it's no longer a point, um, sometimes that can help to reduce 
the tendency for your nail to mm. be poking your skin when you're wearing mm. socks or shoes. Um, that's something to consider. You can also go to Sally Beauty Supply or go to Amazon and find little files. They look kind of like they're ingrown nail files. They're stainless steel. They're sanitizable. They look like the pick that your dental hygienist used to get plaque off of your teeth, mm -hmm. but they're kind of serrated. So what's this one called? Um, this would be an ingrown nail file is probably what it would be called on Amazon. Okay. And they're really inexpensive, maybe five bucks. So and I don't need to go to Tweezerman for this. No, you don't have to go to Tweezerman for this. Um, although Tweezerman does make one. Um, and they're, they're like, it's like a kind of like a little, it's like a file, but it's designed to only remove material when it's pulled out. So, and I wish I had one with me to show you, but you would take the ingrown nail file and like put it under the edge of the nail that tends to get ingrown on that corner. Yeah. And it slides in easily, but it only removes material when it's pulled out. So it's a really gentle, easy way to just gradually shave down the corner of nails that uh, tend to get ingrown. And okay. I highly recommend those. Um, there, it's a, it's a much gentler, less aggressive uh, way to do it versus using, you know, an actual cuticle nipper to trim. Yeah. But it's a, that's, that is like a secret weapon in the pedicurist toolbox. A lot of people have never heard of an ingrown nail file. I love it. Okay. Gosh, what are I'm like, I got all these things now. Um, so we're talking minimum basic care for, 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 for nails and for like the skin of your feet. So are there other tools we need? Would you, would we go to tweezer man for like a quality toenail clippers? And I assume you need the toe size and the fingernail size. Sure. So uh, here are my tweezer man nail clippers. Well, and that's not what nail clippers look like. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> these are these are professional. I know you're you were thinking of the ones that look yeah. like a little stapler. Yes. <laughs> and those are fine. And tweezer okay. man does make those. But the reason that I like uh, the kind that look more like pliers is yeah. they're those a lot are, easier. Those are just professional nail clippers. Right. They work better on thicker nails. If you have stubborn, thicker toenails, these are going to work a little bit better for you. It's less likely that you're going to split your nail if you use this kind, the hinged mm -hmm. kind versus the stapler kind. You have to come um, straight across. Like you can't, you can't come straight at your nail then, right? You have to cut like scissors. One? Yeah. Um, so let me open it up here. So it's, there is a curve to the clipper part. I see. Um, so it's, it's really great because it just naturally lends itself to like giving a, a healthy little curve to the nail. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So highly recommend these. Again, these are tweezer man and they're stainless steel. I feel like I would really need a, I would really need a demo on how to use those properly. I, I'm, I'm afraid of those. <laughs> <laughs> I need to make a video demo. I would love this. for you to make a video of that. I will. I, I can't promise you when it'll happen, Nick, yeah. but for you, I will make one and I will put it on Instagram. <laughs> That'd be great. Well, yeah. Or, and then, well, we'll talk about that later. I'm going <laughs> to get this as a resource for people. This is good. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and they are an investment. You'll probably pay anywhere from $25 to $35 for these, but okay. they will last you a really long time. And Tweezerman products do come with a warranty. Now so. that tool is that, I know we're talking about feet, but is that fingernails too, or do you need a different size for that? Uh, I wouldn't use these on fingernails just because they're so big. And actually the size doesn't really lend itself to okay. like, if you have little fingernails like me, it's probably going to be way too big. So yeah. using the little stapler kind of fingernail clippers is actually better than using that little stapler kind of toenail. Gotcha. Clipper. Okay. Yeah. And that can get into like that, that corner of the toe, or I guess I'd have to be using the other tools for that part. I, if you're gonna if you're gonna take it to that level and you're going to invest in some nice tools for toenail care, I would just spend the extra five bucks and get the ingrown nail file too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. does that does that round out our like toolkit? No, we still need like files and stuff, right? Yeah. Need, oh, that's this is more about, about this is more about skin. Right, well, so that's yeah. so that's like you know the that's kind of just like the, the brutal nail care stuff that you want to focus on. Yeah. Skin care wise. Um, all right. So. Whoa, whoa. Before you go there, before you go to skincare. Yeah. How often, like, so say someone's not super into hiring someone amazing like yourself or going to see any professional is, is proper nail maintenance monthly. Or is it based on the person? Some people's nails grow faster and slower. It's absolutely based on the person. Okay. Uh, monthly at the very least for most people. Yeah. Yeah. It might be a bi-weekly thing for yeah. a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I mean, my, my, my hands obviously are very frequent because of what I do. Like, yeah. I was, right. It's a total pet peeve. I had a, I had a massage once and their, their nails were too long and I was just like, uh <laughs> yeah no <laughs> <laughs> and i felt like you know i was like i don't want to say anything i don't know i should have said something. i don't maybe not <laughs> i just it, I, it depends you I know just, i just dealt with it at the time <laughs> i am guilty of the same thing yeah. of keeping my mouth shut when i was like eh. <laughs> <laughs> okay we're but, moving into we're moving into skincare yes okay so i'm look how excited i am about this stuff this all right fantastic. so so um, you can go to your local beauty supply store and get a lot of callus softener products for like five bucks, but I don't recommend it. What I oh. recommend, uh, right. What I was I, just thinking, no, I was already taking notes. I was like, callus that's okay. softener. Just yeah. put, put a big circle with an X through it. Okay, um, don't <laughs> I recommend getting um, some Logics callus softener. And sometimes this is on Amazon. On, but you, you might have to just google it and find it foot, from a spot foot logics callus softener yes the reason that i prefer the foot logics callus softener to what you can buy at sally beauty supply is that this is actually good for your skin this hydrates your skin and you don't have to rinse it off and you don't have to neutralize it mm. um a lot of those callus softeners have um really intense pH levels where you have to rinse it off or neutralize it or else it's just going to keep like eating away at the skin that you apply it to. This is actually good for your skin. Uh, mm -hmm. Footlogics is a great professional brand. Again, you're going to spend a little bit more for it, but it's worth it. And in the pedicure world, Footlogics is called a pediceutical uh, line oh. because they, they really... Um, focus on making gentle but effective products that are recommended for diabetic feet, which, you know, as, as we know, um, 
diabetic feet, uh, you don't just, if you have diabetes, you do not just want to go to, you know, no name nail salon to get your pedicure for many reasons, but you're more prone to infection and your skin mm. can be a little bit on the delicate side. Yeah. So you want to make sure that whoever's working on your diabetic feet um, has training in that and is mindful of it and isn't just doing like bargain basement across the board. Yeah. You want to see that they've invested in some professional. So uh, that product that would, I mean, it would probably last an individual a while though. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and it comes in larger sizes too that I buy, but this so is- how are, how is one using that? Okay. So, or do um, you want to go, we could also go, go through all the products that we need and then go through the routine. Let's do, We're, let's do product and routine okay, at the it, same time. Yeah. Um, cause I don't want to miss a step and I feel like I would do that. Okay. So with the foot logics, callus softener, you spray it on the bottom of your feet, focusing mm -hmm. on areas that, where the calluses have built up. Usually it's on like the side of the big toe, the ball of the foot, the heel. Okay. What, time out. So sorry. Yeah. Now I live in a pretty granola kind of place here in Portland, Oregon. There's a lot of people who value their calluses. This because, is true. Because they're walking around barefoot all day long. Now, is this, is this not for them? Or is, this, is there, is there a, an argument to be made for keeping calluses? Uh, there is to a certain point. I know um, when I've worked on runner's feet, you know, a lot of runners like to have some calluses there. And that totally makes sense. But I would say for the vast majority of people, and that's why it's all, always important um, you want to see that your pedicurist or your nail tech is doing a thorough intake because, you know, if they know that someone's a runner, it makes sense that I would ask, how do you feel about your calluses? And most times they do say, oh, you can, you can, um, like, they'll say, you know, shave them down a little bit or, or Isn't that like someone described like a vegetable peeler, like you'll like really shave. Is that a thing? It is a thing that's called the Credo blade in Nevada. Ah. It's illegal for nail techs to use it. Wow. Um, and I, I don't know what it's like in Oregon. I'm sure it's illegal in several other states, but they're actually, they can be dangerous. And the last thing you want to do is have someone use one, accidentally cut you, and then you're putting your feet in the... But so like some calluses are so thick that you can actually like shave off a whole like, I don't know, slab. Oh yeah, it's true. Like God, it sounds it. like, it sounds like gross, but I really, really want to watch it also. YouTube will help you out. I'm going to go down a rabbit hole. You remember when I first discovered when I first discovered Dr. Pimple Popper? I was like, "Why do I keep looking at this? It's the right. same thing." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh, but you're going to spray your Foot Logics Calla Softener yes. on those areas, and you want to let it absorb. You don't want it to be like sopping wet. You want to let it sit for a minute or two, and you it's you want it to feel kind of almost tacky, and then you're going to use your foot logics brand sanitizable stainless steel foot file now this wow, is look not at that that's, yeah that's exciting it is it There's looks a, like it looks like uh someone squashed a hairbrush it does yeah. yes there's a coarser side and a smoother side okay and this this is not a cheese grater this is not a ped egg this is definitely not a credo blade um so you're what not gonna it's called it's called a Foot logics. This is, this is the Foot Logics uh, professional stainless steel foot file, or some, you know, some version of those words put together, maybe in a different order. Okay. And these these um, range depending on who's selling it. Uh, it's usually between. It's usually around twenty five dollars. Um, 
So you are going to use this on the areas that you saturated and, and then let dry to a tacky finish with this. And it's going, you're going to see that dead skin just like kind of like rolling up and coming off of the bottom of your foot. It is so oh, satisfying. Yeah. That sounds really satisfying. <laughs> so satisfying. <laughs> so again, these are professional. Now wait, which side of that, which side of that file do I use first? Um, sometimes I don't even have to use the coarse side on people. My favorite side is the smooth side. So okay. just it's, everybody's going to be different. Oh, you just play around with it. Yeah. You can really can't mess it up. Like oh, obviously, obviously just stop when you think it looks like a, a safe place to stop. Just yeah. don't, don't rub well, your it foot, Your foot will start to feel more and more sensitive as the calluses. Oh, you will notice. Yeah, yeah. You will notice as you reduce calluses that you're, you will have more sensitivity in your feet and more sensation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. So a we've got my, my, my callus softener and then I, I filed my foot. Yes. And then now, would this all be in, in a regular monthly self routine? Would I have uh, already trimmed my nails at this point? Or is that or are those different days entirely? Is this, does this part of the routine happen more often? Uh, I'm going to say yes, because you could easily use that callus softener and that foot file weekly and you'd, oh, see, see. Great, you'd see great results, whereas uh -huh. you, probably, you probably don't have to trim your nails every single week. Gotcha. So, but, but, but our, our callus talk isn't over, Nick, oh, because oh, after, after you use your metal file, yeah. uh, if you want a really, really smooth finish, and this is what I do at my office in every pedicure, you're going to want to let that callus softener dry totally. And then you're going to want to hit those soles with an actual like foam core nail file. This one is a 100, 180 grit. And I, this, uh, okay. So for ingrown nails, that ingrown nail file was, you know, a secret weapon. This is also, this is my secret weapon for, um, smooth soles. So, so this is normally meant for nails. Yes. But it's, and it can definitely be used for nails. And I do use it in on nails in every single pedicure I do, but I also use it on calluses. Okay. And I love it. So you just always, you can get these anywhere, Amazon, um, but you always want to use it on dry skin. People ask what'll happen if I use it on wet skin. You'll kind of like macerate your skin. I said macerate, by the way. Um, <laughs> you don't want, you, you want to use it on dry skin only, or you will make the problem worse. And you're, well, you're still only on the, the nail file, only on dry skin. Yes. Dry skin only. Yep. And the 180 side is obviously the smoother of the two sides. Um, so I highly recommend using the 180 side as like a finishing touch on any rough soles or calluses. Okay. So yeah. we did the softener and then the foot file, and then our foot should be dry enough by then to use the nail file on the calluses. Yeah. You go by, go by feel. You may have to let your feet sit for 10 minutes or another thing I Another thing I tell people is if you're going to do the bare minimum in uh, keeping those calluses smooth at home, if you don't want to invest in the metal foot file and the callus softener, then just invest in an inexpensive what, foam what, core. Does that any, is anybody make that okay? Or is there a brand you like? Um, this one is 4Pro Professional Collection O-Files, which I seem to be able to get 
easily on Amazon and I really like this brand, but there are a few other brands out there like Flowery is another brand that I see a lot and I've used and they're fine. As long as it's 100 grit on one side and 180 grit on the other side, yeah. you're good. And you Higher just want it number, to be rigid. the smoother it is. Exactly. Okay. Yep. So that concludes how you get those calluses smooth. Okay. Um, then to maintain that smooth skin, those brand new feet at home, you are going to want to apply product. Now, of course, in a pedicure, I apply products like these, but it's unrealistic to think that you're going to go to your pedicurist and get a pedicure, you know, once every 30 days or whatever, and that they're going to be as smooth on day 29 as they were on day one, especially if you're not doing anything at home. Home care is so important. So products that I recommend, and these I'm going to show you some as examples. You don't have to use these specific products. There are tons out there that will work. But and just, um, just to be clear, the whole callus routine, weekly-ish. Weekly-ish, if you are dealing with a lot of callus buildup or if you're dealing with heels that are really cracked where you know you just have to keep those shaved down mm, or else it's okay. going to get out of control. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, it could go a little bit more. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um. And if you're doing, and if you're applying product like I'm about to describe, you can probably go longer between callus self-care. Yeah. Okay. Steps. Um, so yeah. you want to use on your feet. Yes. Can you use kind of like a runny lotion? You can, but you're going to see better results if you use something thick like a body butter. You could see I'm, I'm sitting here with this body butter and it's not budging, right? Of course, and that's yeah. a good test. If you have an open jar of a moisturizer and you can turn it upside down and nothing comes out, that's probably going to be best for your feet. Um, you're definitely going to want to apply it daily. Uh, it can be in the morning. It can be at night. It can be both. Uh, but most times I like to have people put it on, especially focusing on their dry areas before they put socks on. And I know you and I have discussed before that you, that we had, you had heard, and then you told me, and I was like, you know, you're right that you don't want to necessarily put glob it up between your toes, uh, because it can harbor fungus, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, well, someone, someone had like commented on our, on our podcast that we did together. That's right. That's yeah. right. And, and I did some research on that and that's actually um, true under certain conditions where you, and really people don't really need to have moisturizer between their toes, but I agree it's a good idea to avoid it, especially if you're wearing socks and boots and if you live in a humid environment because you don't want to encourage athletes, but yeah, in yeah, areas. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely on heels, the ball of your foot, anywhere where you worked really hard to smooth out those calluses, you want to put a thick moisturizer. And what? And would you shout that out as a as a good option? Just uh, sure. So, so um, a this one is this one is a whipped body butter uh, from Elk River Soap Company, which I carry at my office. Um, Elk River Soap is this, this is not a foot cream. No, this is actually a body butter. And there are foot balms and foot creams out there that are great. And they can be as inexpensive as like, you know, $4 for there's a, a lavender foot balm that Avon makes that's for about $4 and it's always on sale. Uh, that one's really good if you want to get something on the budgety side of things, or if you want to spend, you know, $16 on a body butter that happens to smell amazing, you can get something. What's like that one? That one, what's the... 
this is dragon's blood scent, dragon's which blood. smells like incense. Mm, smells so good. But all of the Elk River Soap Company soaps or uh, body butters are really fragrant and yummy. And, and at, uh, on my website, fetishspa.com, I do have a link to Elk River, if that helps anybody. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, I'll link to it here too. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. Um, another item that you might want to consider using if you don't, if you feel like this is the, that the body butter is too, you know, greasy or whatever, and you don't like that, you can do a spot treatment on um, those calloused areas or dry areas mm. with a shea butter based stick. This happens to be a skin stick from Perfectly Posh, which is another line that I carry. And again, my um, feederspa.com has a link to it, but you can also buy you know, it looks like a big lip balm. You can get cocoa butter that's in this uh, format as well, this mm. package, shea butter-based products, anything like that that's like a thicker butter. Um, and you can just apply this as a spot, you know, a spot treatment on those areas. Some people like yeah. that if they don't like the occlusive feeling of having too much, you know, hydration on their foot. Gotcha. But your, your point is hydration should be daily care. Yes. Yeah. And if you skip a day here or there, you know, it's not the end of the world, but what if you, you better, what if you skipped your twenties and your thirties? <laughs> <laughs> it's never too late. For, it's never too oh, late to turn good. that clock on foot care. That's good. <laughs> and I would argue it's definitely more important the older we get. To okay. Take care fair of our enough. Feet. All right. Well, I, yeah, it's part of the whole self-care mission is to, you know, show up more for myself and, uh, bring other people along for the ride. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to be doing some of these things, all these things. Good. Yeah. I, so I'm going to check in with you. Oh, I, I, I probably need that. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. We did, we were taking care of our calluses. We're hydrating our feet. What, what else are we missing? Let's uh, see. We talked about see. massaging now, them. You, you, you trim the nails whenever, however often you need to. Do you also file them at the same point? You do. Or do you, you, or do you file them ongoing? Do you ever like? Uh, I'm an ongoing filer, at least on my fingernails, because of our line of work. Again, right, right. Yeah. Likewise. Yeah. Um, yeah. But when I, usually when I trim my toenails, I'll usually use my 180, 100 grit nail file to file them as well. Mm -hmm. And then I hear a few like you know bonus points if you do any of these things. So your um, Callus softener that we discussed can also be used as a cuticle softener. So uh -huh. you can spray this on your cuticles, leave it on. You don't have to neutralize it. And you can get yourself um, a cuticle pusher. So this is a wooden cuticle pusher. Sometimes they're called an orange wood stick. You can get them at your drugstore, Sally Beauty Supply, Amazon. And once well, you- there's no, there's no need to get a fancy one of those by a tweezer man or something. Any, any cuticle pusher will, will do. I think any cuticle pusher will do. Um, Tweezer Man does make some really nice stainless steel ones if you like the, the idea of doing that. Yeah. Um, I've, I've had good luck with the inexpensive wooden ones. And then you can gently, gently uh, push back the cuticles on your toenails that you softened with your cuticle softener. And then you can go in with your uh, cuticle nippers. And if you have, if there's some extra skin hanging out down there, you can gently use what is this the guy. I guess, I guess I'm just totally ignorant to this. Like what, like I, I don't do anything to my cuticles. Like what damage am I doing? Is it just, it's, it's not purely aesthetic. There must be a healthy reason to push those back and to trim them out, right? Well, it's, it's, it is mostly an aesthetic thing unless 
your cuticles are dry and ragged and if you're if you're check these out here (laughs) (laughs) if they're cracking if they're if you're getting hangnails obviously you don't want to have painful you know okay little open cuts or whatever yeah um so sometimes cuticle care can actually have you know health benefits as well but so we we soften it and it sits there for a second it's there for yeah. a second. You push them, uh, push them deck, but toward the nail bed. Yep, you want to push them back. And then I use back. the cuticle nippers to kind of cut them out. Yes, and gently, and you don't want to go too deep. Do not cut into, you know, vascularized skin down there at the bottom of your nail. We do, don't want to draw blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Less is more. Yeah. And then, after you've done that, if you want to take get to that extra extra level we can talk about buffers buffers i want to talk about buffers yeah so so this is like this is like pro level this is like someone who already takes good care of their feet and they want to level up exactly yeah okay this is the pro stuff here so um a lot of us have seen these they look kind of like a stick of butter these yellow buffers you can yeah it's kind of almost looks like it's a sponge but it's not it's harder than that right it's it's like a dense foam okay you know and uh most of the sides have um a grit to them usually it's 220 grit or 240 grit when they're yellow which is now what is this one specifically called do we know um it's gonna be you know what if you look up yellow nail buffer on amazon they'll come up they're also commonplace at sally beauty supply okay but this isn't again this is not something you need to like go seek out a brand for no no just an inexpensive one will do okay so after you've trimmed your nails you've done all that you've pushed your cuticles back you just want to rub these over your toenails uh, just to kind of get any extra residual cuticle stuff off and also if you have like little ridges on your nails and you just want a smoother finish a lot of people have those little ridges this will help get rid of those okay and then this other one is made by flowery it's a disposable high-speed shiner it has two sides so um the gray side buffs the nail to an even smoother finish than our yellow buffer over here and then, so if you want to keep it like that and you just want a matte finish, this will be a super smooth way to get that. But if you want to buff to a shine, the white side on the back, you'll rub this over your buff nails and you'll hear it start to like squeak. So if you can't stand the sound of like, you know, a finger crinkling on like styrofoam, don't do that. <laughs> but you'll hear a little squeak and that who makes Who makes thing. this one? This is made by Flowery. 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 And you can find them on Amazon or at Sally's. Okay, and, so in like in the, the super pro level, you did your whole callus routine, you're you're you've trimmed, you've uh, pushed your cuticles back, you've trimmed those out, your your feet are hydrated, and you've you're buffing them out. Is it is that are we there? Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. Yeah, I is think there that's another everything. Part, is there another part of the level up? Well, there's, I mean, polish. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's if a whole nother. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know if we need to go specifically into that, but that Probably would be the not. next. You'd pick a high quality and like, you have to like separate your toes and carefully 
painted on there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I just want to, and I just want to make it clear that you can, um, that when you're doing all in, if you're doing these things in the proper order, um, it doesn't matter if you do the nail care part before or after the callus smoothing part. Yeah. You definitely want to do all of those before you apply any moisturizer. Um, only because your buffers are not going to work on nails that have any hydrating products on them. Gotcha. And yeah. the, the hydrating is the only thing that's really the daily practice. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Everything else is, wow. I've learned so many things. It's overwhelming, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. These are things I, before I went to nail school, I, I didn't know any of these things. Yeah. I am. Yeah. That's, it's amazing. So, all right. Well, I got to start taking better care of my feet for sure. <laughs> And then you recommend seeing a professional, of course, given what you do, um, assuming people have access to such a thing in their, in their lives, uh, monthly if possible. But yeah, because it's sort of like, it is one of those like self-care Sunday kind of things where people are like, oh, I'm going to treat, treat myself to a pedicure as opposed to just thinking of it as part of their health care. I mean, it's, it it's the same for massage therapy, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's often thought of as a luxury. And I mean, you know, frankly, for a lot of people, it's, it's priced like a luxury. So I, I struggle with that personally. It's sort of, uh, you know, access to care and all that. But, but yeah. in an ideal world, people could be seeing a professional monthly. Right. I agree. Yeah. I, I, um, I highly encourage it. And it's not even for my own selfish reasons. Like if you have a pedicurist, you don't, you don't have to come to me. If you have a pedicurist <laughs> if you're out in there, Portland, you don't need to fly to Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can, <laughs> I'd love to see you, yeah, but, a great trip. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, and, and, and things to look out for. I think maybe it's worth taking a minute to talk about things to look out for because every town has at least one nail shop in it, right? Oh, um, how about 1,000? Yeah, how about yeah. 1,000? Yeah. And sometimes it can be hard to differentiate between one that specializes in quality of care versus just kind of running a high volume operation where it's like in, out, treat everyone the same way. And this yeah. is true for massage therapy too. So I know, I know your listeners can relate, right? Yeah. Um, I think it, a, a big, a big indicator is like, you get what you pay for. Yeah. My, my pedicures are priced at, I'm going to say, um, it's still a great value, but it is a premium price versus, you know, the place that doesn't invest in these tools and these products. Um, like for example, all of my pedicures are 90 minutes or two hours long. Wow. I don't do an express pedicure because I can't provide this level of detailed care in anything shorter than 90 minutes. And I know this and I've tried and I just can't do it because for me, it's not just making your toenails look pretty with some polish and a, a really quick lotion app. For mm -hmm. me, doing a thorough detailed job that encompasses proper nail care, proper skin care, and the aesthetic qualities of making your feet look like brand new feet, that's also important to me that I, I refuse to, you know, cut anything shorter than that or in a, in a way that doesn't meet my standards. Yeah, that makes sense. So maybe looking for, maybe just as a general rule, looking for the type of place that is a solo practitioner, might that be a good 
kind of place to start. I agree. I think as that's- opposed to a, a typical, I don't know, nail salon that has 20 chairs. Right. And, yeah. and all that being said, you're, you are going to find like some, you know, gems out there. You might find that great nail tech that does an amazing job, um, you know, at the corner nail salon. So it, yeah. it doesn't, it's, it's not foolproof, but I think you are going to, the, the uh, chances that you're going to encounter a nail tech that's more willing to give you a custom service um, and listen to your concerns is it, the chances are better if you go to a solo practitioner. Yeah. Yeah. There's a place around the corner for me called foot bar. I think oh, I cool. should, should finally make a, a visit over to foot bar. I want to go I, to foot bar. Assuming, yeah. They're, they're like doing, I mean, they do nails and, and all the, the stuff we talked about, but they're also doing, I think like fancy foot massage too. I don't know. This, that must be part of your, what you do. Does it that is. work its way into it. Yeah. Absolutely. Unless somebody specifically tells me that they don't want any foot massage in their pedicure, they're going to get a really good foot massage in there too. Solid. Cool. Wow. We talk, that's amazing. Foot care, sort of the foot care 101 and a level up. Maybe 101 and 201. That's amazing. (laughs) Well, I can't thank you enough for, for being here. Again, your, your practice Fetish Spa is in Las Vegas, Nevada. Pretty close to the Strip, no? Yes, I'm about a mile and a half away from the Strip on Sahara and um, Fetish Spa Parlor. And I'd love to have you guys check it out when you're in and town. I, Fetishspa.com is the website. If, yeah, if anyone finds their way there, I, I can attest. I follow your Instagram and I feel like y- you are sort of, a, um, I, I guess I'd say a, like a leader in terms of like, preparedness post-COVID. Like you're really setting a, a bar there. Thank you so much. Yeah. Nick. That means a yeah. lot. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's true. So, okay, I'm going to assemble this and I'll, I'll let you know when it goes live. But to, to, to everyone listening, I hope that you try to level up your feet as well. And I will maybe even go the route of posting some embarrassing photos of my own attempt at some point. <laughs> around, <Please do. laughs> around when this comes out. It'll, it'll be... Yeah, interesting. So that that's it. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. It's always a pleasure. Thanks so much to Andrea for joining me on the podcast today. I really do need to take better care of my feet, but now at least I know what to do. If you are curious to try this out, you can find links to all of the tools and products that she recommended right here in the show notes or go on over to theselfcaremission.com. If you're ready to accept the self-care mission for yourself, please subscribe to this podcast, sign up for the newsletter. You can find everything at theselfcaremission.com or on Instagram at theselfcaremission. I would love to hear what you're focused on right now to take better care of yourself. You can email me with questions, thoughts, ideas for future guests or topics. Nick at theselfcaremission.com. Take care of yourself. Have a great day.